This is Daisenshu EX the podcast, episode 26 for the week of May 14th, 2006. Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of this, the Daisenshu EX podcast. I'm your host, Julie Grabowski, known as Saya Jedi on the Daisenshu EX forums. With me today is Michael Labrie, also known as Vegito EX, and Meredith Cantoni known as Mary. How are you this evening? Very well, thank you. Thank you, Julian. I'm happy to be here today. The pleasure is all mine. This week we are going to be discussing the political ramifications of excess militarism in the aftermath of the coup of Piccolo Daimao on the world government. Now, Michael Labrie, would you say that this buildup of military strength was perhaps unduly influencing the populace in uh, levying excess taxes, for example? Oh, absolutely. Um, What I'd also like to bring up is quite possibly the actual population level throughout the entire series. Uh, There are various points when the population of the Earth is completely decimated, and I'd be curious as to the actual taxation and percentages throughout the entire population. That is true. It is quite possible that the tax rate on the average citizen of the Dragon Ball world could have become quite high. But we also have to keep in mind that we also have dinosaurs and such that could also conceivably be taxed. It is not completely out of the realm of impossibility in the dragon world that they too could be fully tax-paying citizens. Um, Of course, we also have to keep in mind the kind of power that the king of the world had after this event may have shifted dramatically, perhaps away from the man himself and into the hands of the bureaucracy. The coup of Piccolo Daimao showed just how frail his reign could be. And so without that kind of security and knowing that he had the authority over the world, it's quite possible in my view that... All right, enough, enough! I can't take it anymore! I am so... Bored. <sighs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of the Real Daisenshu EX podcast. Now, we're talking about military and overthrowing rulers. I am overthrowing Julian as our host for this episode. Hello, I am Michael Abri. Perhaps you know me as Vegito EX. And uh, Julian, what the hell yeah. is wrong with you? Well, I don't know. I was listening to NPR in the car this morning, and I think maybe that got me on that track. <laughs> but, oh well. It was quite enlightening, however. Oh, hey, thank that's you. Mary over there. Oh, hi, I'm here. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Can you imagine how absolutely boring that would be if we had a discussion about Dragon Ball like that for between 45 minutes to an hour? Hi, I like all things considered, all right? <laughs> I'm sure you do. Hey, hey, let's talk about the stuff for the week. Stuff? Let's find out what's going on with our lovely hosts. Julian, you've been playing um, your manly, manly man game. Oh, yes. Os, tatakae, oendan. The game where you get to control your cheerleaders in uh, dancing to the rhythm in order to get people to be inspired to get through their arduous tasks. And I'm up to the fourth level of difficulty with the cheer girls. This is regular kind of cheerleaders. It's a much harder difficulty level than the other ones. The circles appear right before you have to tap them on the DS touch screen, and it's pretty hard. But I'm already to the last level, and I'm on the verge of beating it, but I keep screwing up because... You can't screw up or else you die, basically. If you miss a beat, you're screwed. Um, I, I don't know what you said, but you said cheerleaders, hard, screwed, and touch. Uh, 
I, it, that's perfect. I, I can't wait to play this game of anime next, though I may kick you out of the room for a little bit. Oh, dear. Uh, it's yeah. not that kind of game. I but know. One of the interesting things this week is that E3 2006, they announced a game for the U.S. market based on the same game engine, but, of course, utilizing completely different characters, music, and situations, because I guess the original is too Japanese. This new game is called Elite Beat Agents, and it's going to be out later this year, and I'm looking forward to it, because, hey, it's a brand new game. So, yeah, pretty cool. Oh, my God, I wish I did a video game podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you just. Maybe I will. (gasps) You're slowly taking over the world. I will. Now, Mary, what have we been playing this week? I don't know why we talk about what video games we played this week. Yeah, yeah, you'd think this was a video game podcast, but I've well, been because... playing Brain Age. Screw Dragon uh. Ball. We're playing Brain Age. It says I'm 21. <laughs> I feel 21. I'm, I don't know, I haven't done my actual test in a while, so I'm still 31 as of last week. But, um, oh, Dragon Ball, video games this week. Uh, I finally got Taiketsu on Game Boy Advance. Oh, that? <laughs> yeah, I got it on eBay for $2. Awesome. I think I got ripped off. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, I got it. And here's Taiketsu. And there's, there it is. It's in its box. I got it with the boxing instruction manual and everything. So wow. it's uh, going to sit there on the shelf and look pretty. I just wanted it <laughs> to have it and say I have it. I and see. Uh, hey, Dragon Ball video games. That must mean it's time to do news. This week, the magnificent site GameSpot. Actually, I don't know if they're that great. I just kind of went there because they had stuff. They have videos up. They have interviews and gameplay footage from two games, Sparking Neo and Super Dragon Ball Z. Let's talk about Sparking Neo first. Now, the interview was conducted with um, someone from GameSpot, I guess. And who's the guy from Atari? What's it? Is it Danny or Donnie? Whatever that guy's name is, the guy on the left with the yellow, who, um, yeah, I got something to say about him, but we'll get to that in Super DBZ. <laughs> I got lots of stuff to say. You're out of your element. <laughs> um, and there was also uh, Ryo Mito from uh, the producer of the game, who was very neat to listen to. So they were talking about the game a little bit and showing off a few things. The build of the game that they were showing is pretty much what we've been seeing for a while. Just a few characters, including uh, number 13 and Slug and Goku and Vegeta and blah, 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 blah. It looks to me still like more of the first game, except the camera angles look a little better. Everything looks a little smoother. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, if only because I enjoy playing as lots and lots and lots of characters. And they said something like 130 characters they're expecting with verbal confirmation on both Tapion and Hildegarn. I would love to play as a giant monster. I would too. So I'm looking forward to pitting up in Ozaru versus Hildegarn. That fight. would be an enjoyable fight. That's the closest thing we can get to a Godzilla grudge match in a Dragon Ball game, <laughs> I guess. Uh. Oh. I don't know. You kind of watched this video. Yeah, and I got pissed off the whole time watching it. Why? Because the guys, they don't really know anything about Dragon Ball. And they're like, yeah, Android 13's for movie 9 and he's a super bad dude. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, he's from movie 9, apparently, and he's a super bad dude. Now, not everyone can memorize all the movie numbers. I'm not expecting them to, but still. Yeah, not everybody has outgrown 1980s slang. (laughs) 
All right, so there's that. And then there was also a Super Dragon Ball Z video. Ryo Mito is not in this one because he didn't have anything to do with this game. Isn't it Mita? Oh, is it Mita? Did I? Oh, well, maybe. Mito I, isn't. I don't I remember. Don't hey, so maybe wrong. I got his name wrong. And um, let's take a look. What did I? Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, it is Mita. So I have to apologize because I'm retarded. His name is yep. Ryo Mita. So... He's not in this one, but there was another guy from Nanko Bandai here with uh, translator. And the one thing that really bugged me about this interview was a guy from Atari kept saying, we wanted to do with this one and what we did with this one. I felt like, well, I did say, you didn't have anything to do with this game. It was made by Namco Bandai for Japanese arcades and you just licensed it. So I don't know. There's my little fanboy squeal, blah, blah, blah. But I'm really excited for this game. Mary, are you excited for this game? Sure. I'm actually more excited about this than probably any other Dragon Ball game in a while because it's a arcade port. Uh, well, is that what you call it? I don't know the well, slang. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not hip with the video game terminology, but because it was in arcades, uh, we discussed this last time. I, Mary I, I like half circles and, yes. and, and hit the button. I don't <laughs> want to remember stupid square circle triangle combinations. That's just not my thing. I didn't grow up with the PlayStation, so it's not part of my gaming intuition. I suppose. It, it looks nice. It looks fast. I love the sound effects written out. And what was neat about this one is they showed the English version of the game and the sound effects were written out in English. Cute. Yeah. Uh, well, we get in the Japanese version, but um, what I'm interested in knowing is if they include the Japanese voices for these two games like they've been doing recently. Nah, they'll save it for a greatest hits re-release and then make you buy it <laughs> uh, twice. Well, and the then Ameri- the first time it won't have it in there. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, the American version of Sparking, which was uh, Budokai Tenkaichi, did have the Japanese voices selectable, but didn't have the Japanese music in the game. So regardless of what they put out, I'm just kind of in that mindset of, I, I should just get the Japanese version of the game because I know I'm going to listen to the Japanese voices, and I'd much rather hear the Japanese music from the series. So that's my purchase decision. A lot of people are waiting for the American version simply because they got an American PS2, and they don't care one way or the other about the voices, so that's a cool decision too. Whatever you want to get, probably cheaper to buy the American version. Um, I can't wait for these games. I cannot wait. It's going to be a summer and a fall and a winter full of exciting Dragon Ball games. Cool. I, I can't wait. And uh, I think there was one other bit of Dragon Ball news that was so new that I didn't get it out on the outline. There's Ooh, something about Jump Superstars and a new version coming out in Japan. Oh, yes. I heard that there's a sequel of some kind coming out for the DS. Right. right. Now, we're not entirely sure if it is indeed Jump Superstars 2 or a re-release of the original one with Wi-Fi capability. I don't think we've had anything quite that clear. We do have a scan of something up over on our forum. And Julian, have you actually looked at it yet? Um, I have not. I could take a look at it. Yeah, let's pull uh, it up real quick. Jump Superstars, Saishin Sakuga, Nintendo DS, Kono Fuyu Tojo. It's uh, coming out this winter. Okay. Uh, let's see. Kinkyu Sokuho. Kinkyu Sokuho? I've never seen that before. Hold on. Let me pull the dictionary. <laughs> Urgent. Kinkyu Sokuho. Sokuho. Breaking news! <laughs> <laughs> I guess that works. Aratanaru Tatakai no Gingae Jump Superstars Saishin Sakuga Tsuini Ugoki Dasu Yume Project Ni Kimi o Kimi mo sankada. You too will appear in this uh, dream 
project. <laughs> Wait, what's that supposed to mean? What's that supposed to mean? Tell me. I'm an anime uh, character. Hatsubai hi wa kon uh, yote. Uh, planned to be released this winter. Uh, price is um, not known yet. I don't know why they don't know yet, but <laughs> uh, maker is Nintendo, obviously. System is Nintendo DS. Genre is um, <clears throat> fighting action. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Talking about how there was uh, five five hundred thousand explosion or toba toppa um, toppa is like breakthrough. Zen saku jump superstars doa. Zen all all twenty seven jump works. Three hundred famous jump characters. Uchu saidai saikyo no action. So it's talking about the original Jump Superstars with like 300 characters and like ultimate fighting in the universe type stuff. So we're not really learning anything about oh, no. a new version of a game. Oh, this is going to um, exceed this past one coming out this fall. So it's basically telling you what the previous Jump Superstars was like and then telling you that this one is going to be more awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so jump we don't really know yet if this is Jump Superstars 2 or like Jump Superstars 1.5. Kinkyu Ankeido. Oh, this is a survey. Kimi ga kono game de Preistai Jump Kyara wa dareda. Also, the way they want people to participate is they're asking what, what characters they want to appear in this new game. So oh. I think it's kind of a sequel. Alright. So, this is at least confirmation that there will be a new Jump Superstars game coming out for the Nintendo DS in Japan at some point later this year. So, it, it looks like, yeah, basically this is an advertisement for uh, Thingy, where you tell them what you want to see, and maybe you'll actually get to see it. Alright, interesting. You so, know, they want to know what characters we want to play as in the next game. If you know Japanese. If you know. <laughs> which you do, so you can answer for everyone in this country. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, send all of your character lists to... Ju no. <laughs> Surely I'm not the only person in this country who knows Japanese. Yes, you are. Oh, God. All right, so there you have it. We have confirmation of a new Jump Superstars game, and they want to know what characters you want to play as. Well, I guess all three of us have to pick one character from the Jump universe that we would like to play as that wasn't in the last game. And I can't remember... Well, I didn't play the last game. <laughs> I don't know who's in it. Well, all right. Well, Mary, any jump character at all. Maybe they were in the last game. Who would you want to play as? Misa from a Death Note. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good answer. Julian, how about you? Soge King. Soge King no shima de umareta ore wa japatsu hyakuchu. All right, all right. Okay. Um, oh, <laughs> Sorry, I had to say Now, now I have to pick a character. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to say, just because I'm looking over at my bookshelf, what's the name of the main character from Kajika? Is it Kajika? I think so. Uh, Kajika. That's my answer. Okay. Why the about, hell not? How about Arale? Was she in the last game? I think she was. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think she was a support character, but yeah. Yeah, she was in there. All right. So that's news for the week. Not only did we get news, but we got a little survey. We got some uh, cast answers. I think that's good enough to go into the topic for the week. Our topic this week is piggybacking a little bit off of what we talked about last week. Last week, we talked about true, real technology, mechanical 
clank, clank stuff, stuff. in the series. <laughs> this week, we're going to go with the mystical items throughout the series. Now, we're each going to pick two items to talk about. And I guess we'll um, just go round table with our little discussion here. So these are going to be things that cannot truly exist in the world. But it's the dragon world, so funny things exist. Now, I'm going to yes. go first because I actually have my two items picked out. And I'm going to go with a little bit of a theme here. And this is Journey to the West. I'm going to pick two items that are mystical and made their appearance in Journey to the West. So my first item is Nyoibo. In Chinese, <laughs> it's like Bang, but I don't speak Chinese, so I probably mangled that horribly. Right. It but is um, the golden hooped rod in the original story. Right. Well, the um, well, the part of the name that Toriyama uses would be translated as like the the as you will it. Yes. Stick. Right. <laughs> as staff. you as you will it stick. Staff. There I we go. I got one word. of those. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Both took it a second there. Anyways, um, so in the original story, Sun Wukong gets it in a very interesting way. He goes down into the ocean and uh, kind of knocks on his neighbor's door. There's, is he a, a dragon, an underwater dragon king, I think? Something like that, ocean? yeah. Yeah. So he goes down there and he's like, yo, can I get some cool clothes? <laughs> so he gets um this underwater dragon king to get all of his brothers to bring him awesome clothes to wear. <laughs> he gets his sash and his pants or whatever the hell he's wearing. And he's all decked out and he's loving it. And then he gets this great idea of, hmm, I'm going to ask for a weapon too. So they bring out these weapons and he's like, no, no, much too small, not heavy enough and not strong enough. And finally, the Dragon King's like, we got to get rid of this guy. He's going to kill us all if we don't do something. So he brings him over to this thing that he's had down there and um, no one can pick it up. No one can do anything with it. So what does uh, the handsome monkey king do? Picks it right up. And what is this thing? It's Nyoibo. It's an extending rod. He, uh, with one swing, it can turn to the width of a rice bowl. And with another swing, it can uh, make heads explode and go, <laughs> I love it. So uh, at this point, he's happy and says his goodbyes and takes off into the world. And he uh, busts quite a few heads throughout the series with it. I love it. Now, Goku gets his Nyoibo handed down to him from uh, his grandpa, who's had it, apparently. Well, it's been in that family for a while. Do we quite know how that family got it? Well, I think uh, uh, Son Gohan got it from uh, Muten Roshi, maybe? I don't remember exactly. Yeah. But maybe not. I don't really remember the circumstances. Uh, Gyu Mao says something about it in the first or second volume. Right. There's all that whole past that we don't know with uh, Karin and uh, Muten Roshi and Son Gohan. They're, they're all chilling together yeah. back in the day, and they're passing yeah. things around. Right. Anyway, I somehow mean, we Goku only... ends up with it. Yeah, I mean, we can only assume that at one point uh, Kame Senin was actually pure of heart and maybe even <laughs> able to ride the cloud. That's one hell of an assumption. <laughs> well, you know, it had to be really, really back when he was like still a devoted martial arts trainee or something right. and not a creepy old lecher. Yeah. But whatever. So Goku has it, and he pretty much uses it in the same way that his namesake does, except he doesn't bash too many heads with it. Every once in a while, he'll knock someone upside the head. But uh, it, it works the exact same way. He can will it to extend and shrink. But one thing uh, Goku never does with it is turn it into a little um, needle and stick it in his ear. 
He just kind of keeps it on his back when he has it. Uh, but uh, I think that's my first mystical item, and it has its basis in Journey to the West. My next item is uh, something that we actually did a little reenactment of several episodes ago. And this is the Basho fan, which has an interesting past to it. Now, I haven't actually read these chapters in a while. I just skimmed them last time we went over this. So forgive me if I get a little bit of this wrong. But uh, Gyumao, the ox demon lord king dude guy, he's got a wife, he's got a son, and he's got a wench. Now, I can't remember if it was the wench or the wife that had it. I think it was, I don't want to say because I'm going to get it wrong. One of the two chippies had it, and uh, Sun Wukong went into a fight with him, and he got blown halfway across the planet, and he had to get this little uh, pill thing to bring back so he would be immune to its effects, and eventually he ended up getting it, and they went out, and they put the fire out on the, uh, I guess you call it Fire Mountain. I don't remember the original name for it. I think so. That's I think yeah, and they actually called it that in the first dub of Dragon Ball. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, so they don't do a whole lot with this in the oh, I guess in either. I don't remember too much about it in Dragon Ball. Julian, you probably remember it a little bit more than I do. Um, well, well, of course, in Journey to the West, he actually gets to use it. Right, in, right, he gets um, it. Muten Roshi was using it either as a pot holder or <laughs> right. as like um, something to put hot things on, and they spilled soup on it and threw it threw it out. They throwed it out. Threw it out. <laughs> I've been in Japan for three and a half months. My English... Julian knows tenses. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but anyways, and then I know it, it pops up a couple more times. But, uh, and then even in Journey to the West, they kind of forget about it. But it was a cool item, and I liked it. And uh, have we seen Chi-Chi with it in Super DBC? Um, she uses it in Super DBZ, yeah. Yeah, she's got Yoibo and she's got the Basho fan. So, awesome. I just made another parallel there. So those are my two mystical items that I enjoy because I have been a great fan of Journey to the West and I keep meaning to reread it all again. So with that, I think I will turn it over to Julian to pick two items. Well, let's see. I think the two items that I'm going to pick are things relating to good old Karin-sama. The first is the Senzu. This mystical bean is able to give you 10 days worth of food in one sitting, as well as heal all of your injuries. This thing comes in great handy uh, from the time that it's introduced, which is, I think, the first time that Karin, well, Goku meets Karin and then fights him for three days, and I think, right? I couldn't tell you. I think it's pretty much the first time he meets Karin after he succeeds in getting, like, the water but I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly. I'd have to go back and look. And my, all my Dragon Ball stuff is put away right now. We remember um, things about the show. I'm going to be moving up to campus in another week and a half, and then I can pull it out. Sweet. But until then, it's kind of packed away somewhere. No problem. Um, in the meantime, uh, but anyway, the Sensu Bean is invaluable throughout the series, and it comes in quite handy, and some would call it kind of a plot device as much as it is an object. <laughs> what I like That's, is that uh, people who aren't even really Dragon Ball fans know what the Sensu is. They could probably get a good market for that kind of thing. Oh, totally. Let's let's put out uh, baked soybeans marketed under the Sensu brand. I mean, geez, if they're putting out Final Fantasy potion drinks, why have they not been mass-marketed Sensu? Because I mean, kids all you don't want to eat beans. <laughs> all you true. have to do, after Setsubun is over, all you have to do is repackage all of those fukumame and turn them into senzu. And there you go. Oh, Julian, you and your Japanese. They're the beans of good luck that you throw at the, the demons, the oni, on Setsubun. Oh, oh yeah, we did that. I was an oni, and you or I were naked. I don't remember. What? <laughs> <laughs> Someone was naked. 
I don't know. I I disagree. <laughs> Is that it for Senzu? Yes. All right. What's your other item? So the other other item also relates to cutting someone, but I think you made me forget it. Hold on. <laughs> ah, yes. The super divine water. Oh, yes. Sui. Now, this is the real stuff. Now, Goku gets to drink the not-so-real stuff <laughs> not before. So real. That's the Choseisui, or super holy water. Right. And that turns out to be just ordinary rainwater that really the the training itself is the reward, his right. trying to catch up to cutting. So by the time he's adjusted to the altitude and the speed, he's really already gotten to that point, you know, so drinking the water doesn't really do anything. But the Choshinsui is some serious stuff. It's poison, so if uh, you can't take it, you're dead. I mean, I remember watching that, and Goku was all killed over, and he got that yeah. big, wide, blah, gag face going on. Yajirobe, like, dips his finger in and licks it. Like, <laughs> his hair goes straight. Yeah. Um, but Goku survives, and he has the whole, like, Ozaru thing going on behind him, like, but not actually turning into one. Right. It's like he gets to harness that power as his normal self, which is makes GT look like even more of a ripoff. <laughs> right. But I think that's really cool, and it's, you know, maybe another device for bringing out this character's ultimate power, but still. Yes. I thought it was a neat way to do it, too. Yeah. I liked it. I missed those episodes. I kind of want to rewatch all of that. Yes. I enjoyed Watch that. Watch fight Piccolo again. Ah, Piccolo fight. I always want Goku and Piccolo to have a real good all-out brawl. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, those are your two items? Yes. All right. Now it's time for Mary's two items. Okay, my first object is the Denshi jar, which, uh... Forgive me for not really remembering the original context because I haven't watched these episodes well, in a few years. All three of us don't remember the thing. We keep picking things from Dragon Ball. We're like a little bit rusty. But it's what they use to try and seal Piccolo and and they botch up somehow. Now, yes. by itself, it's not necessarily mystical, but what they do with it is kind of mystical. Well, yeah, right. so I guess it's not really a true mystical item. But I, I, I think it is, just because yeah. they throw demons in it. Yeah. Yeah, well, basically, uh, Denshi Jar is slang for an electric rice cooker. Uh, this is my impression. It literally means electron jar, but it's like electronic. You know one of the fancy ones that had like an electronic countdown timer and keep it warm after it's done cooking? Right. Um, and But the official name for a uh, rice cooker is Sui Hanki. Sui meaning water, Han meaning rice, and Ki meaning machine. So, you know, it steams it. And then I've also heard Denki Gama. Oh, right. Which has the Genki Dama thing going on for it. But, Such is true. But this is funny, because basically Daimao originally gets sealed in what amounts to an electric rice cooker <laughs> with a little ofuda that says Daimao Fuji. So he's cooking in there. He's going to be King, nice so. and steamed. He's a steamed vegetable or something in a rice cooker. <laughs> I guess uh, so. Wow. He'll be very tasty. He will be. I think he was a little uh, overcooked when he got out. Yeah, yeah okay. a little. So that was a bit of a wrinkly. stretch for my object. No, I like it. It was my, fun. My favorite incident is uh, Mr. Kami getting sucked in it. Yeah. It always amused me, because it's just this ordinary household object that's turned into a, mystic, a device <laughs> yes. of mystical power. Exactly, <laughs> and that's why it's a mystical item. So, Mary, you have another one? Yes, I do, and okay. I don't believe it has a name, okay. but I will describe it. All right. It's the little mini Shenlong statuette that they use to oh. make Shenlong, uh, or they make him alive again. I totally uh, forgot I, about that, and they just but, ignore it. Yeah, I think Mr. Propo is in possession of it, and then Dende comes along, and he's like, zap! Now you're here, or, or something. Oh my god, that's right. Another thing where, you know, I shouldn't describe things I don't remember, but um, <laughs> I know they exist, yes. so that counts. Right. Um, 
But it's so cute that he just happens to have this little miniature Shenlong in a in a little you know glass bottle, like he's making a little mini ship. Instead, he's making a little mini Shenlong. I liked it, and yeah. they fixed it. Yeah, and the Dragon Balls came back to life. So another convenient plot device sort of thing. Wow, have all of our items been kind of convenient plot devices? <laughs> I mean, the pole. Uh, nah, well, that's, I guess that's based off of yeah, an actual... those two are kind of based on something. But yeah, well, the two of you, good jobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I enjoyed those. There are a ton of others. In fact, we're skimming through Daisenshu 4 over here, just like we did last week. And there's a whole list of other things. So if any of you would like to comment on the things that we can barely remember or other things of your own choosing, hop over to the forum thread for this episode on our site and message board. We would love to hear what you have to say. Let's see what else is in here. Just some suggestions for you. We've got the Potara earrings. Ah, yes. What else do we have? Oh, the Z-Sword. We've got the Z-Sword. Kito Oh, that that squeal for the cloud. I love it. (laughs) Julian will be providing the voice of the cloud. cloud. Why does the cloud squeak? I don't know. Because it does. It does, and that's all you need to know. It's like the squishy noise it makes when you jump on it, too. That's the cloud crying. (laughs) Get off me! (laughs) Oh, all of you, come tell us what you think about mystical items over on the forum. Um, That was our topic. So I think it's time for... We're going to learn from Judy and Sensei! Well, today on the DBZ ABCs, we are going to learn all about chore. Cho! Oh, what a great choice. This is a concept <laughs> which <choice>. a, which <laughs> appears is your friend. This is a concept which appears, well, a lot <laughs> in GPC <laughs> relating to anything that has to do with super stuff because cho means super. In fact, sometimes it's even pronounced that way, but we'll get there in a minute. Uh, but basically, it has the root meaning of to exceed, to surpass, or to go beyond. And this is represented in verb form by koeru, which uses the same kanji. But in the own reading, which is drawn from Chinese, it is pronounced chol. According to jongwon.com, the Learn Chinese Characters site, <laughs> the original um, um, the meaning derivation of the character has to do with walk, um, which is read as run, or which is interpreted as run in Japanese, along with phonetic character jiao which is written with a sword on top and a mouth on the bottom. And together with that, it becomes chow. Now, real um, quick, when we write this, or when we romanize this, we write this as C-H-O-U, or O, elongated U. It's pronounced cho, it's not pronounced chow. Right. Um, in Chinese, it's pronounced chow, right. but of course, uh, Dragon Ball is Japanese. Now, I see, I see so. a lot of people, when they write it out, they write C-H-A-O, which really is incorrect for this one. Right. And I mean, you see people who conflate the own reading of a Japanese well, um, a Japanese usage kanji right. with the actual Chinese reading, and that's not really true. The own reading is based on the Chinese reading, but it's frequently quite different because of, number one, the sound changes the Chinese has gone through in the uh, you know millennium or so since Chinese, well, over a millennium since Chinese characters were introduced to Japan, and number two, um, you know, sound changes in Japanese since then as well. Mm-hmm. But... Um, so Cho is the accepted reading for that. But in Dragon Ball, you'll also see it with the um, English-esque pronunciation of Suba, which means, of course, super. 
And of course, you'll see this character in combination with things like Saiyajin, and it'll be pronounced Suba Saiyajin, Super Saiyan. And but you'll also think, see things like Cho Senshi, Super Warrior, right. Cho Jin, Superman, and see Cho No Ryoku, Telekinesis or Psychic Powers, mm-hmm. um, Cho Shin Sui, Super Divine Water, oh, Cho right. Se Sui, uh, Super Holy Water. Uh, what else do we have here? Super Dragon Ball Z. Yes, that's true. Super <laughs> Genki Dama. Right. Or is it Cho Genki Dama? It's one or the I, other. You know what? I think they actually do say. Uh, no, now I can't remember. I don't want to quote it. There's a super dodonpa. There's Isn't there a super kamehameha or cho kamehameha? They do say super and they also say cho. Now, I'm thinking of final bout. Maybe you yeah, are Yeah, that's too. what I was thinking yeah. of. Sorry. <laughs> they literally say cho kamehameha. First time I remember it is the, I think we've even talked about this in the past podcast, is the uh, 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai when Goku first uses that cho kamehameha. But I guess that's the anomaly. Yeah, just a minor, minor flub. Right. So that's uh, Cho in a nutshell. Great. And uh, what we'll do, in case you want to know uh, how the kanji is written and what the Furigana say, forum post, that's where you go for all this. And we'll also have it in the show notes for the episode. We'll write things out in Japanese. We'll give you the English. Anything you want to know, you can find there. Hop over to the website. So that's it for uh, Cho, Judy and Senshi. Uh, Huh? I just called you Senshi. You're a warrior now. You're oh, cool. a super warrior. You're Chou a senshi. you're a oh. Cho Senshi Sensi. Wait, now I can't. <laughs> Never mind. Senshi. I'm just turning it over to Mary for her top five list now. Mary, your top five list this week is an intriguing one, and one that I find intriguing. Wow, you must <laughs> find it intriguing. I do. Your list this week is the top five. Wish we saw them fight. That's right. It's kind of a. Uh, it's kind of similar to last week's topic where we talked about people with wasted potential. This is people with potential, and we never even get to see them fight, so we can't say if they're wasted or not. Now, a couple of these, we kind of saw what they might be able to do, but yes. we never saw them flat out like, "I'm going to take on Vegeta" or "I'm going to take on Cell." Mary, your number five. Wish we saw them fight. Number five. I'm going to say Kardin Sama. Kardin Sama. Um, you mean Whiskers the Wonder Cat? Oh, yeah. Because who doesn't want to see a, a cat fight? I mean, I guess Neko Manjin fights. <laughs> that's and that's true. the closest we're ever going to get. And they are both white. Well, maybe. Maybe Neko Manjin Z is gray. I don't I don't remember the color pictures. It's black and white. <laughs> what he's grayish know? blue and Karin's <laughs> white. But still, he's a wise person who knows about techniques and all sorts of thingamabobs. And, you know, when are we ever going to see him throw down? Julian, did he do much at all? You've seen or read a little bit more of this than we have that we remember anyway. Oh, cutting? Yeah. He, like, evades Goku for, like, three days. Well, that's pretty good. That's kind of like what some of these other characters do, too. So, yeah, I mean, there's something about these teachers, which will, of course, hit up as we go through the list. They just don't do much. He's very wise. He seems to have quite a great deal of fighting knowledge that he may or may not actually ever put to use. Right. But things like noting that Goku has quite a bit of honor by feigning sleep and uh, letting Goku have the chance to steal the water and having Goku not take it. Right. That's a, that sort of thing. And of course, being psychic as well. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it, it helps to be a psychic wonder cat. <laughs> so it seems like he has more mystical abilities than fighting abilities, but still, I want to see him put him to good use. So he's a mystical item. He, The cat <laughs> is a mystical item. All right. Before we get into that discussion any further, let's go to number four. Number four, I have Tapion, because... 
you know, he only appears in movie 13, so there's only so much fighting he can do. Right. And the only time we actually get to see him do much of anything is in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie, we kind of see brief. him, he's like holding his head in anguish, like, oh, my freaking head, <laughs> among other things. Oh, come on. He plays his Ocarina and he seals Hildegard inside right. him. And... Right, right. And that's pretty much all he does. Yeah. So I would like to have seen him use that sword a little bit more. You know, for a superhero brave guy, whatever the heck Who's title so is. insanely popular with fans. Right. Fans who probably haven't even seen the movie, <laughs> which I find hysterical. We don't see him do a lot, and that's a damn shame. So I'm dying to see what they do with him in Sparking Neo as yes. a playable character. They'll probably give him a sword, and right. uh, he'll use it the same way as Trunks does, I guess. Probably. Oh, I want to see him use form. a flute. He should use his flute and have, like, laser beams come out of it or something. I don't know. What? I don't know. <laughs> Make it, like, an offensive flute. Spike, are you listening? Listen to Mary. She knows what she's talking about. Laser I'm beams. smart. O- Ocarina laser beams. SMRT, smart. <laughs> All right. Oh, this list. Mary, what's number three? Okay, I'm going to keep chugging along here with uh, number three. That's, uh, let's say, Kaiosama. Here's uh, yes. another great teacher. And um, he's Goku's teacher, and he just tells jokes, <laughs> and he can see far away in galaxies, and um, beyond teaching techniques, I don't know what else he is capable of. The one great thing that we saw him do, and I think we might have even had a discussion about this on uh, the forum somewhere, is there's an episode recap early on in the series where he's training Goku, where we see them flying between these like stone pillars or something, and... Kaya's flying at these huge speeds and Goku's alongside him. And it wasn't actually in the episode, I don't think. Wow, I don't think I know this one. Did you have fans? Well, you know, no, you, I didn't have fans. You watched really... on International Channel once. So. Yeah, I watched him raw, but I was quite young. I think we actually have this on DVD now. I, we should have told that story earlier. Maybe we'll tell it later. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would have loved to have seen him do a little more. We see him um, throw a rock really fast. Goku blows it up. Mm-hmm. But these are all just training methods. Yep. He, I mean, he always finds the bad evil in the universe, but he never goes out to fight the bad evil in the universe. Well, that's not his job. No, I guess his job <laughs> is to be a god. And that's well, okay. If your job is to oversee it, like, do you have to do anything about it? Or can you just Maybe sit there and be like, to. yep, that's going on. He doesn't, ugh. Maybe he just has to designate, you know, who's going to go where. Like, oh, there's a bad thing there. Okay, you, you're my man. Go, go do my bidding and, <laughs> and my fight bidding. him. All right, is that it for Kaiosama? Yeah, I think so. Who's number two? Number two is not quite a teacher, but just as holy and high up there, well, more so than Kaiosama, is Kaioshin. Now, he's a guy that you'd think by looking at him, especially the way Piccolo reacts when he first sees him, that you'd think this guy's going to pull out some crazy shit. He's like, I I quit. That's it. Uh, This guy's too much for me to handle. And then then we don't see Kaioshin really do anything, and... Oh man. He does a couple little, like, maybe he's gonna do something, uh, but then he just, like, crawls under his sheets. Poor dude. And he's cute. He is cute. He looks very young. Yeah. Looks like a nice young lad. I like his purple skin and spiky hair and robes upon robes and baggy pants. Yeah. But we're not talking about his clothes right now. There's another guy who can make this giant rock thing come out of the sky and throws it. What's with these guys? So he had a couple, like, maybe I'm going to do some blasts and maybe I'll fight, but he didn't quite get there. And for a god who survived a battle with Majin Buu, I'd like to He, he must have more. survived for a reason. Yeah, he Maybe ran. he hid under a rock, yeah. <laughs> he made the rock and uh, hid underneath it. 
So that's number two? Yes. And Mary, your number one wish we saw them fight. Is gonna be Mr. Popo! Oh, yay! Because, man, he kind of look at him as like, okay, he's just, uh, you know, Kami's little servant man. But he trained Goku for a bit. And, yeah, it's another training teacher person. But Mr. Popo's the last person you'd expect to fight. And just the sight of it would crack me up. And that's why I wish I saw him fight. We see him dash around and... He has a magic carpet. Yeah. So he can get around places really fast. I, th- I think for Mr. Popo, it's just the visual. We wanted to see him get into a fight with someone. That's right. I want to see him as a playable character in a video game. Hey, maybe he'll be in Sparking Video. I know. I mean, That'd God, if you're going to say 130 characters, you better represent 130 characters and show some freaking weird-ass obscure characters. I better, be- in addition to Tapion, I better have Mr. Popo and I better have a pool. A pool? A pool. <laughs> a pool. And Neko Marginzi. Come on, guys. <laughs> so, Our number one. Totally Mr. Popo. Mr. Popo. I don't got much to say about him other than I, I want yeah. to see him fight. Because yes. it would be absurd. Totally fine. So there's our list of top five. Well, there's Mary's list of top five. Wish we saw them fight. Uh, there are plenty of others that I wish I saw fight and some that I wish I never saw fight. So if any of you, again, you want to comment on this, hop over to the site in the forum thread for the episode and let us know what you think. And now it's time for releases. So what's coming out the rest of May? A DVD. That's it, right, guys? How exciting. Yeah, yeah so. very exciting. On May 16th, Volume 9 of Funimation's so-called Ultimate Uncut Edition will be released. This is called Ultimate Sacrifice. It has Dragon Ball Z episodes 25, 26, and 27 it is retailing for a price of twenty four ninety five, and you can find it a lot cheaper pretty much everywhere. Even Z Store, Z Store, Amazon, yeah. Best Buy, get it for around seventeen dollar. Seventeen dollar, cheap. Piccolo dies. Sad. <gasps> the children cry. Like Gohan. And I cry. That's it for releases. Let's talk about emails instead now. Our first email this week. We have an audio email. I was so happy to get them this week. So we're going to play this one. This comes from Isaac Wright. And Isaac, what do you have to say? Hi, this is Isaac Wright, or you may know me as The Mole, off of the forums. And my question would be, what was the coolest thing, in your opinion, that happened throughout the entire series? Just really cool pants creaming, pants pooping, pants everything, you know, like, Wow, wow, Zam. Oh man, that was so cool. So, when I finished wiping my ass, the scene that I found the most crap inducing. Craptacular. Crap inducing crap. No, not craptacular because it was good. Oh man, there is so much stuff. <sighs> Normally, had I not been an American fan who probably saw DBZ first, if I was in Japan, I would probably say, uh, Goku, you're an alien, would give me the shits. But because I already knew that Goku was Saiyajin, I guess I'm going to have to go with, oh, maybe I don't want to steal Mary's answer. How do you even know what my answer because is? Because I'm just hypothesizing. I don't know. I'm going to say um, that silence, the wind blowing, and those two feet land on the ground. Damn it. Did I take your answer? Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> that makes it double cool. Oh, man. I'm going to try and re-say the line here. It's, um, Omaitachi o koroshine kita. And, uh, yeah, crap came out of the pants. Now, as cool as that is, what's even cooler is the next episode when he just tears through the minions. The slice, slice, slice. And Funimation even knew how cool that was with their promo and the crunch. 
Invert colors. Trucks. But sexy motherfucker. Yeah. Well, actually, in that in that promotion, they didn't use Eric's voice. No, they used what? Goku. Yeah, it was just Shemmel, I think. But yeah. I didn't see that until years later. It's all about the original Japanese version for me with uh, Trunks' reaction and Frieza's reaction and uh, the silence and then the... And then the pan up. Yeah. And then they show his jacket and, oh yeah, coolest character entrance ever. Oh man, so awesome. So that's where the crap came out for me. Mary, since I took yours, I'll give you some time. And I'll turn it over to Julian. Julian, what oh. made you crap your pants? I agree with Mike's stated things. <laughs> you can't. you got to pick something else. But, but okay, Super Saiyan first scene. I okay, like that. agreed. That's all i got to say. <laughs> that's it? You liked it? You like the yell? You like the manly yell? Yes. Okay, that's your answer. <laughs> Mary, what about you? You've had time. I like trunks. Um, okay, who's cool? Who's freaking cool that made me crap my pants? Um, you know what? Trunks is the only man that makes you crap my pants. Oh, crap. Crap, 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 crap. Can I, can uh, I pick one um, for you then? Um, you can suggest one kindly to me, and uh, I will agree or disagree with you. I don't know. I don't have anything. Aha! Uh-huh. You are not cool. Just say Gohan Super Saiyan 2. No, that's obvious. I'm oh. trying to be not obvious. I want to pick something involving Vegeta, because I'm sure he was cool at some point. Oh, when he shows up after having become a Super Saiyan on his own, and he shows up. But he's like, ha ah, bitches! Look what I pulled out of my bag of tricks! <laughs> I love how we give these character voices and accents and yeah. statements they would never say. Yeah, oh, that's sorry. Right. So is that a quasi-answer? Yeah, yeah, it's not my number one answer, but I'll settle for it. Alright, fine. Let's uh, move on to some text emails we got this week. This one comes from uh, Kerbifer, who is a, uh, I guess you'd call long-time listener, long-time reader, long-time friend. Mm-hmm. Kerbifer says... Hey guys, congrats on 25 episodes. Thank you. Just wondering about something involving the colors of the characters. I have an old promotional picture of some sort that's obviously for movie 12, and it has Goku, Vegeta, and Gogeta in the foreground, with Janemba and the other villains in the background. For some reason, the purple segments of Janemba's armor were colored a very light tan instead. This also reminded me of some of the color changes on the characters when they were first introduced into the anime, such as Bulma's purple hair, the little screw-up with both Vegeta's hair and armor, and other little ones such as hair, skin, and outfit colors. Could you guys go over the color differences with the characters when they transferred to the anime? Thanks! Now, the first thing that I can definitely tell you is in Daisenshu 6, we have some character designs by Toriyama himself, and the colors that were used in the movies weren't necessarily the colors that he used in his character designs. In fact, I think if you look over in our transformation guide for the movie characters, the movie I'm thinking of is movie 9 in particular with uh, Bojack and Goku's colors. Hmm. The, uh, I have screenshots right there too, so you can see the differences in the colors that were used. Are they like more green in the original? Yeah, I think so. Blue, something like that. Yeah, it, it's one of those, and then it was flipped for the uh, actual final movie design. So there's an ah, example. Okay. But uh, how about just stuff from the manga to the TV series? Well, and in particular, definitely Bulma's hair color. Oh, yes. That went from, uh, well, in the first chapter, it was kind of a light blue, but after that, it was always light purple. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it sticks with that with Trunks as well. So I guess he decided on purple after flirting with blue in the first chapter. But the manga, or the, the anime goes a different route and just yeah. makes her hair blue. 
Right. Except for the 10th anniversary. Yeah, movie, right? the 10th anniversary is the uh, kind of lavenderish. I always find that so jarring watching that movie. Like even though I know it's purple and in the manga, seeing it in the anime just whoa, I'm in bizarro what? world. I, I never even like gave it second thought while watching. Like I noticed it, but it didn't throw me off or anything. It's kind of weird. It bugs me every time I see it because <laughs> I notice the weird things. All right, well, how yeah. about Vegeta's hair color? And the uh, armor. Yes. Can we uh, yes. can we pretty much just attribute this to the TV series? Did it before Toriyama gave it color? Yeah, and so they well, and, and this was before the rule about Saiyajin hair always being black right. or full blooded, and before they had really a definite idea of what Saiyajin armor colors were typically right. going to be. So they guessed, and they guessed wrong. And then oh, lately, crap. they've been throwing the highlights into Vegeta's hair. Just because, you know, they have the technology nowadays to make highlights in their I hair. I think it looks great. I think yes. it does look it. better, because it, it's not yeah. as crazy red, but it's just enough that it's subtle. Yeah. And his you, hair what, glistens in the sun. What I've also noticed about really recent illustrations and animation is that they've started add, adding back a subtle yellow coloring to the, the white um, background of yeah. um, like the kanji on the various fighting gi from the turtle school. Mm-hmm. And this is something that the anime did in Dragon Ball before Toriyama did a chapter in full color with these things. And so they made it like a um, like a dark orange with mm. uh, like the yellow background for the Kame symbol. Right. And then later on, when Toriyama finally did it, it was like a, a light yellow-orange with a yeah. uh, light background. Right. But they've been like, I don't know, I think it's kind of a subtle nod to the original Dragon Ball animation, because they did drop the yellow background for DBZ, but then it, and it started to make its way back in some of this new animation. Right. So, I don't know, it's just kind of cool nods back and forth, I guess. I don't have any problem with it. I'm enjoying it. So there's a couple potential answers there for you, Curb. That's what I'm going to call you. I don't know if other people call you Curb, but I'm calling you Curb. So why don't we hit the next email, Mary? Yes, sir. This one comes to us from Jarrett. He writes, Hey guys, I have a question about the new Dragon Ball Z game for the Wii. Of course, you guys know I am talking about Dragon Ball Z Sparking Neo, or Budokai Tengai Chitu. Sparking Neo sounds way better. My question is, will the game have an option where you can switch the language of the characters to the original Japanese voices? As you have seen and heard from the PS2 version, the game displayed Funimation's voice actors. I hope you guys can answer my question. You guys are doing an outstanding job. Yeah. Now, when they're showing the videos for um, like E3 and just GameSpot and the other American sites, they tend to use the American voices if they're that far along into it. Now, we, we kind of mentioned this earlier, too. The American release of Sparking had the selectable Japanese voices. The re-release of Budokai 3 had the Japanese voices. Are they going to stick with it? I think they're going to, only because... It's what they've been doing. It seems like what they've been doing. But we don't actually have an answer. No, we don't really have an answer. So if uh, history is any indication of where they're heading, that's great news for all you guys without a Japanese PS2. So we don't know. We'll definitely let you know as soon as we find out. <laughs> we <laughs> get the joke. It's hilarious. Uh, I make jokes. Oh, he's funny. Oh, and now Judy and read next email. <laughs> yes, comrade. <laughs> anyway, this next one is from Andrew, and he writes, Hi, I have a question. I have an answer. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I know that Piccolo can't enter the tournament with his real name, but why does he call himself Ma Jr. in the tournament? What does it mean, and does it have anything to do with his name? Thanks. Yes, well, it has plenty to do with his name. Ma would be the same Ma that's in Dai Mao, and in this case it means demon or devil even. Right. So, um, this is a subtle nod back to his roots, 
and also the fact that he's kind of the spawn of the original Piccolo, the demon spawn, whatever. And the fact but, that uh, the entire human population is too stupid to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, if he was really serious about concealing <laughs> his identity, he'd not He wouldn't go call there. himself Demon Jr. <laughs> he wouldn't enter the tournament, period. Oh, hey, there's a guy with green skin and pointy ears. Where have we seen that before? He's like he, a sheet on so familiar. It's <laughs> a Mighty Mask costume or something. Well, one thing I want to just... um kind of reinforce is Piccolo Daimao. It's not Daimao, it's Daimao. The Ma yeah. in there is kind of separate and the O is the king and the Dai is the grand. So the Dai Ma Mao. in there yeah. is the Ma. It's the same thing with Gyu Mao. Right. Because he's the bull demon lord guy. Yes. So I guess that's the answer. He calls himself mm. Demon Junior because uh, humans are stupid and they don't know better. And he thinks he's superior to them. Great answer. Uh, shall we do another email? Sure. I think we should, because this one we get to make fun of Funimation. <laughs> this email comes to us from Fred. Fred from Canada. Don't worry, we won't hold it against you. What happened with Tao Pai Pai? I assume they, Funimation, didn't know he wasn't with the Red Ribbon Army when they introduced him as General Tao. But they started calling him Mercenary Tao when they did Dragon Ball, right? So, why is he General Tao again in Budokai Tenkaichi? Did they forget again? Uh, well, probably. Yeah, I mean, if I might interject, I think they might have also been trying to go for a cheap pun because they're in in American Chinese style ish restaurants. There's something called General Tso's chicken, which is also sometimes written as General Tao's chicken, which I used to love until I overdid it. Now I don't like it anymore. Yeah, so they might have been going. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, like how a, do you know? <laughs> He's yeah, just saying, so yeah, whatever. <laughs> so that's kind of like you know a really cheap pun, but it also throws everything else about the whole arc into havoc. So obviously they realized it when they actually got to that point in the Dragon Ball dub, and they're like, what do we do? Well, this I have isn't no idea quite as awful as a mistake as uh, Vardok being a scientist, but uh, it's along the same lines. So Script writing without thinking ahead or right. back in this case. Mercenary, maybe uh, assassin will do. Hired, yes. hired Hi killer. Hitman. Yes, these all work. He is no general. He's you. You pay him money and he kills you, and hopefully he doesn't kill. Wait, no, I said it wrong. <laughs> you pay him money and he kills other people. Killed you. That's what I had in my head. Kill you. <laughs> okay. All right. I was I... gonna say if you, you know, if you pay him to kill you, you must be pretty desperate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think uh, kill you will end our emails for this episode, guys. If you want to send us emails, please go right ahead and do so. We accept your audio emails. We accept your text emails. Email us. Head on over to the website dizenshuex over to the contact page. If you would like to send email, we got the addresses, we got the directions, everything you need to know. Send us questions. We will answer them for you to the best of our ability. Even if that ability seems to be the forgetful minds of uh, three aging fans. We're, God, we're almost like Toriyama at this point. Who is that character? Did I draw him? Oh, man. So uh, let's give away stuff to redeem ourselves. Yes. Cool. We will trick our audience with presents. <laughs> yes. Look, shiny thing. <laughs> Here, please accept this Game Boy. Gee, thanks. What was I criticizing you about again? week we are giving away yes we're not just accepting entries anymore we're giving it away we're giving away a free copy of mystical adventure dragon ball movie 3 given to us courtesy of given to us courtesy of <laughs> given to us by courtesy of 
Tanuki Kuribo. I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> Someone else want to describe this? It, it's a movie. Thank you. Thank you to... Tanuki Kuribo for giving us this DVD to <laughs> yes. give to someone else. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, once again, we're doing a random drawing. I have everyone's names who sent in their entries into a plastic bag. And we're shaking. Yay! We're shaking. We're shaking. We're shaking our bag. And uh, I guess Mary's going to do the lovely honor of picking a name. Oh, boy. Thank you, Mike. And the winner of Mystical Adventure Dragon Ball Movie 3. Is yeah, name? the one and only lovely Julie Jacobs. Oh, wow. Wow, Yay. Julie Jacobs. Yay. You win a DVD. Congratulations. Woohoo! So, we will be sending you a DVD. You won a free copy of Mystical Adventure. That's so awesome. We have tons of more stuff to give away, but we're not giving away mm. anything else this week. Maybe in a week or two. But we do have lots of stuff. Yes, we do have lots of stuff. In fact, we got one more thing this weekend, or this past week, I guess, to give away. Uh, our local Suncoast is going out of business. They're uh, currently liquidating everything in the store. So, I think we bought everything Dragon Ball they had that we didn't already own. Right. Including one we did own, because we couldn't tell if we owned it or not. So we're just going to give it away. Right. I also got a nifty little thing, which is not a DVD, that I won't use, but maybe someone else will like (laughs) to use it. So I'll give it away as a prize. So we got two more prizes this week to give away, in addition to this box full of other stuff. So continue to pay attention to the podcast and the website. I think the next contest we'll do will just be on the website because, you know, you guys are great. You win free things before the regular website visitors do. But I guess we've got to give them a chance, too. We'll give them something. We'll do a contest next week on the website. All Sounds right. good. Yeah. So look forward to that as well. If you didn't win this week, keep paying attention. You're going to win free stuff. So that's the end of the contest section. I guess it's time for our closing thoughts. You know... I learned something today. Oh, no. (laughs) I learned that mystical objects can be scary, but also very helpful, and even act as plot devices for everyday use. I learned that I need to reread Dragon Ball. (laughs) I learned that I need to not let Trunks make me crap my pants. Yes, I learned that the public radio format of broadcasting does not necessarily translate that well into a podcast. (laughs) All right, I guess we need to talk about anime next. It's uh, about a month away, five weeks at this point, I think. (gasps) Yeah. So we are going to be live in person, all three of us. I haven't seen Julian in a year. We're real people? No. I'm an internet stalker. I'm a robot. (gasps) You said that before, you're an internet stalker. You said you're stalking me. But we live together. Uh, so how are you stalking me? Okay, well, let's cut that part out then. No, it was funny. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> Shit. No. <laughs> People will know that I'm not original. So come check us out at Anime Next. We aren't going to be doing a live show on the schedule, but we're doing a live show nonetheless. I don't know where or how. We're going to have multiple computers and all sorts of audio set up. So we'll um, set up shop somewhere. We want to know who's coming to the con. So I guess this is a good time to start asking people if you're planning on coming to Anime Next. It is a convention. I know you're coming. I am. I know. Okay. I know. You bring the DS? Yes. We're going to have so much fucking fun. I can't wait. So Anime Next is a convention in northern New Jersey. Yeah. What's up, New Jersey? Um, it is June 16th, 17th, and 18th. Is this correct? Hi. Yes. I think so. AnimeNext.org. A-N-I-M-E-N-E-X-T. X-T. 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 Dot O-R. Gee willikers, I can't talk tonight. Oh, so, uh... 
come hang out at the convention, hang out with us. I'm definitely bringing my Japanese PS2. I don't know if I can hook it up to any TVs there, but we'll find out. Um, yes. We can play Final Bout. All right. Does anyone else have anything else to close out with this evening? Nope. Nope? Nope. All right. Well, then, uh, let's say goodbye to Mary. Bye, Mary. Bye. Why am I bye? Because you're going to work on the video. you got to finish it tonight. Oh, right. Yeah, kids. Otakon. If you're going to Otakon, catch the music video contest. Yes. Just because it's fun to watch. And maybe we'll have a video in there. Who knows? But that's yes. what I'm working on right now. So I must depart. I bid you good night or and good morning. Mary, yes. where are you heading to? I'm heading to your computer. All right, fine. To, to go work on Mary, the video. Oh, Mary, where's your website? So, My so website. she took up weapons, yeah? I took up weapons, yeah. And she took... We- ooh. <laughs> and I took off my... Hey! <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, anyway, let's... Oh, okay. All right, all right. Okay, and Mary, where's your website? My website is at T-E-M-P-L-E-O... T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. That's <laughs> templeotrunks.com. And stop and think there for a second. No, you? I had to catch a breath. I'm going to put a really long pause in there so it sounds like <laughs> you had to think <laughs> about it. I'll Unicorn in the middle of it. <laughs> templeounicorn.com. I hope that's not a site I'm going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Julian and I can be found at www.daizex.com. That's daizex.com. X. <laughs> So this was episode 26. We've been doing the show for half a year. Wow. That's I, something. I, I tell you what. I can't believe it. It, it. it flew by, man. It, it seems by. like I was just throwing I know. the idea over to Julian. He was like, it's, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's great. I mean, we've been through so much. We've 26 episodes. I've been to Japan. I got a DS. I've wandered the streets of Japan. Kyoto, Tokyo, Hiroshima, Did you walk Osaka. the road? Oh, yeah. The only road you've ever known? <laughs> well, it wasn't the only road I'd ever known, but it was plenty lonely. So that was 26 episodes. Next week will be 27. That's fantastic. That's how math works. Yes, I know math from Brain Age. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brain Age. You make up for uh, years of being out of formal schooling. How do you oh, even get psych? Brain Age is my only form of education. This degree, fake. <laughs> Actually, I can't find it. I don't know where it went. <laughs> oh, all right. Mary's going to go find her degree. Then she's going to play around in After Effects for a couple hours. I'm going to edit the podcast. Julian's probably going to play some DS. With, with cheerleaders. With cheerleaders. Oh, Naked but i got to finish the podcast first. Don't forget. Oh, right. We do have to finish the podcast. All right. I guess that's the end Hold of the on show. On. That's the end of the show. Hi. Hi. Yes. Hi. That's it, folks. I am Vegito EX, and... Uh, I've got ten friends in the crowbar that says you ain't gonna do jack. じゃあ大選手 EX ポッドキャスト皆様今日も聞いてくださってありがとうございます。じゃあ次回までお楽しみに。<音楽>